Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles podcast is starting real soon. Welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin. Um, boy, do I have a great guest. It was hard to get him. He never talks to me. Uh, just kidding. We talk a lot because it's my brother, my brother, Sam, 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 Sam Collin from Raleigh, North Carolina. You could talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just yeah, going mean- to sound like we're talking to each other. <laughs> or I mean that we're like, that I'm just talking to like a different version of myself because our voices have been told that we sound alike. Yeah, well, I think that'll be good. When people like your voice, they'll hear it twice. <laughs> that might be too much. <laughs> um, I'm glad I could fill in for for someone that uh, decided not to make it tonight. So you didn't. That was behind the closed doors. That was. Well, I thought people want to see behind the doors. No, they want to stay in front. Okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah. I'm, no, I'm someone planning this for weeks. I'm really excited to be on. In all honesty, I wanted you on for a long time, uh, and the person did cancel. He's on, you know, uh, you know, a TV show. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, but yeah. So you know, I asked you. I guess you would say it's last second, but it's actually been forty years in the making, or thirty-four years in the making, depending mm-hmm. on how you look at it. Um, yeah, you knew I was coming before. Like six years before. Oh, I was praying every day that you'd come. And you, you exceeded my expectations. Uh, I still remember, I, w- I honestly remember being in the hospital when you fell out of mom's pussy. <laughs> Is that how it happened? Yep. Just fell out? Yeah, you fell out in the hallway there. It was, uh, woo, clean up on aisle nine, I remember they yelled. And then you started like break dancing in the, in the blood. Did you cut the umbilical cord? With my teeth. Oh, nice. I had bigger teeth then. Yeah, that's why you got the gap. The umbilical cord got in there. Oh, the old umbilical cord gap. <laughs> um, no, but I swear I do. I remember being at the hospital for when you were born. I really do. And uh, looking through, like, the window. Mm-hmm. Being like, I guess I'm not going to be the center of attention anymore, this little fucker. Yeah. Actually, I don't know how I felt. I think I was just happy. I, I don't remember a lot of our childhood, but I think I was happy at that point. <laughs> um, do, you, do, you, do you remember being born? <laughs> like it was yesterday, bro. I remember mom was going down the aisle, like the hallway, and dude, I just fell out and then break dance and you ate my umbilical cord. Still got it in my teeth. <laughs> I, um, how crazy would it be if you could remember your birth? Like, I mean, I was C-section. I think you were C-section too. Yeah, yeah. That well, would still think, be yeah, pretty I mean, wild. I, it's come up a lot lately because having my own kid, like what? Oh uh, yeah, dude. Since you've been the great wait, kid, what happened, dude? Yeah, dude, you've been quarantined for a long time, bro. What happened, dude? Dude, like I was at the hospital again, and yeah, like, dude. This baby just fell out in the hallway, and then like. <laughs> 
someone else named Andrew ate his umbilical cord, like fill in for you because ah. quarantining, bro. So wait, you had a baby? No, so you you had a baby. How old is uh, Teddy now? I'll be six months on the eleventh. Uh, parents really like counting the months. I mean, I guess those months are like in like yeah. do- dog years. Like they're important months. Mm-hmm. Well, at least I didn't say weeks. It's not like oh, he's uh, what would that be like twenty twenty six weeks? Yeah, or whatever. No, six <laughs> yeah. times four is twenty four. Yeah, there's fifty two weeks in a year. Yeah, but six months, four weeks in a month. All right, whatever. Tomato, tomato. Interesting. Whoa. <laughs> Half a year is less. Yeah, dude. Whoa. What, dude? <laughs> dude. Fucking what? How many times have we said dude so far? Did you ever um, want to switch your name? And we'll get back to your kid. I, I just want to know, did you ever want to switch your name to Samuel? When you got older and like in business, no, I just, I don't I feel like I don't really know any Samuels except for like Samuel L. Jackson, but he's pretty cool. Samuel L. Like he's got like he's his full name. Like I'd have to go by Samuel G. Collin or something. <laughs> Which starting tomorrow, boy, new I name. Think, I think your sales will go up, boy. The little Zoom name that you see in my little window it's gonna change well our older brother dan went from he was danny his whole life and then business he didn't go to daniel he went to dan yeah well yeah adding the y is like the thing you do for the kid drewy no andy 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 yeah but no one no one called you andy did they oh no 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 but yeah andy sammy sammy sam I still think it's crazy that Uncle Scott had a kid like two years after me and named it the same exact name. That would be like if Dan had, and then you named him Teddy, the name of my kid, like a year later, like a year from now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't see an issue with it. I know that like names in our family, like, there was a talk about who the grandfather would be named after unless they like grew like if you grew up in Chicago with mom and dad and we were like that would be wild but we yeah. were in Florida they were in Chicago there could yeah. be two Sams in this country it's kind of like the old like oh you got chicken parm I can't get chicken parm then you could get chicken parm yeah you could but then like you don't get the bite of the other dish yeah, I mean, that is true. You only get the chicken parm taste. And Twice. Then if I got the Fra Diablo or the lobster avioli. God, you're wet in my beak. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're just quarantined, bro. Can you get Fra Diablo, bro? Look how gray this is. I'm getting old, but. Yeah. I'm all gray. <laughs> the beach has aged you. Oh, man, I've been turning into a, a beach boy, a little island boy. I've been. I've been real. Oh, I, I'm not able to leave my apartment, but I'm on the balcony a lot. But I haven't been in the sun once in the Cayman Islands because the sun doesn't come in. So I'm just. Now, where are you facing? You think? East. East. Oh, so you got to get up early. Eh, ain't going to happen, pal. Yeah, not on your calendar. Yeah. Nah, just watch. 
Um, but yeah, no, it's amazing here, dude. All I do is work out. They give me meals. Uh, I had a cheap meal tonight. I had a little pasta. Don't tell anyone, but like the rock. Damn. Did you post on Insta? Nah, I don't post on Instagram anymore. And uh, in, the, in the main post. And, and I'm not going to post for a month and a half until I turn full island boy. <laughs> you mean it'll take only a month and a half? To turn full island boy? Yeah. It might take all two months. I might never take the photo. No, I'm thinking I, I'll, I'm going to get in insane shape and I'm going to grow this beard and then I'm going to put on a puka shell necklace and take the best photo ever and then get out of here. Like, that's my thought process. But It sounds like just you're reverting to yourself of high school just with a beard. Yeah. Yeah. Puka shell's pretty dope, though. Baseball players wear puka shells a lot. Did you ever wear a necklace? I think there was a time, it might have been when you moved back uh, from California that you got really into hemp necklaces. Really? Or maybe that was when you were in high school. Yeah, you like, go and look at some of your yearbook pictures. You've got like a necklace on. Yeah, that's high school. I didn't. I wasn't in the hemp in my twenties. I don't think. All right. Well, well, commit whatever the year. I don't know the years, but chicken farm, chicken farm, <laughs> chicken farm, fry Diablo. <laughs> but dude, you. I remember like being searching for hemp necklaces because you told me that they were cool. All right. Well, did you buy one? You never. Wore one. I don't know if I ever found one. Yeah, the necklace is a strong move. The gold. A lot of people are rocking gold chains these days, and uh, it's strong. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, you know, we could maybe throw the Star David on there. That's what people seem to do. Yeah, I mean that's ridiculous. Because no one's. If you started wearing a Star David, <laughs> Edelman does. Julian Edelman. Yeah, I mean, dad's been wearing a gold necklace for a long time. That's true. And he wears a ring, a gold ring with the the Florida Panthers. (laughs) Dude, I was thinking about dad. I was thinking about what we were going to talk about, and I was thinking about dad and, yeah, like, how he roots. Like, we love sports, you know, Mm -hmm. but, God, there is no one like our dad watching a hockey game inside his own house screaming – at the tell and you do you learned it from him you've mm-hmm. you do it some but mm-hmm. gosh i mean it's it's insanity really when you yeah. think about it because no one could hear him you know except, except the dog that's sitting there with him watching <laughs> otis like he'll be mm-hmm. like he's so loud it's wild it really is it's unbelievable yeah and he like slaps the couch when they yeah baby like while eating popcorn or ice cream out of a bowl is medicine. Yeah. Our so, dad would, uh, would call ice cream medicine and he goes, don't touch him. Don't touch my medicine. And, uh, yeah, the coconut bars, God damn. Did he love them coconut bars? Oh, dude, they're so good. They get stuck in your teeth though. Like an umbilical cord. Hey, <laughs> hey, call hey, back. Call back. Um, you know what else I was doing today that I thought of you? I was listening to emo music mm-hmm. today. Uh, screaming infidelities. Oh, nice. Wow. Quarantine's got you good, huh? <laughs> wow. A lot of this. <laughs> a lot of ups and downs. Yesterday, I was only listening to happy music. And then today, we just listened, you know, you know, My Chemical Romance, Good Charlotte. You introduced me to Good Charlotte. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, that's Florida, dude. Like, growing up Florida, early 2000s, that's what you did. You could sing it, too. Do you remember? <laughs> How about this story when you were on the cruise and we had you sing uh, oh, karaoke was... and we really set you up? I mean, that was not nice by us. <laughs> you set me up to fail? <laughs> I guess I, I honestly wanted you to win. I really did. I thought you would win there. We had you... Uh, you sang in counterpoints. You were actually have a great voice. Mm -hmm. And there was a really pretty girl that you were hitting on. And we're like, you don't even know how good our little brother is. He's the best singer. We were on a cruise, by the way. And we're like, he's the best singer in the world. <laughs> voice of an angel. <laughs> and then what song did you sing? Tim McGraw, was it? Yeah. Oh, man, what was it? <laughs> it's a duet with Faith Hill. Um Better than I am. Yeah, that one. All <laughs> by taking your hand. I mean, was I a senior in high school? I think, probably. I mean, at that point, I'd never sang hammered on. I mean, that was probably one of the first times I'd been consistently drunk for a week. We would get so drunk <laughs> on that boat. What about like Carlos and Charlie's, how hammered we were? Remember when... when <laughs> When the girl would pour shots in our mouths and then the guy poured a shot in dad's mouth and he thought it was a chick behind him. And then he yeah, that video is on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. <laughs> you should share it in the, in the, the notes of the podcast. I, I will. I'll try to find it. But our dad, the girl moved and a guy was shaking his head and putting his man tits on our dad's head. <laughs> and our dad loved it. Like this. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I love tits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, we would get hammered on those boats, boy. Yeah, at one time when we were on the way back, from, I think Carlos and Charlie's, I was sitting in the middle, and Dan, like our other brother, hit me, and then you were like, don't hit Sam, and then you hit him across me, and then you guys started fighting, but you just guys kept hitting me because I was in the middle. <laughs> we were and like then the cab driver was like, I'm going to pull this cab over in Spanish and you're just going, lo siento, lo siento. Lo siento, por favor, lo siento, man. Parmesan. <laughs> what does lo siento mean? Doesn't it mean I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was, I think I nailed it. Yeah, it was funny. Did. We were hitting your heads like, you know, when you, when you got the, the ball pendulum and the ball hits and then the ball hits, like we were using <laughs> your head as mm -hmm. our fists. Yeah, it was great. Um. Dude, those cruises were insane. Uh, I don't know if you were on the one when we got caught with weed. No. When you were uh, in the room right next to Dad? Yeah. Were you on that boat? Yeah, I was on that boat, but that was before like I could partake in the fun. Because you, you were probably, I don't know, high school or early college. Oh, oh yeah. This was post-hemp necklace, bro. Remember eating the ice cream out of the guy? <laughs> That, that, yeah, that was ridiculous. The guy would, the guy giving out ice cream, free ice cream cones, we would take a bite of the ice cream cone before he let it go. Mm -hmm. I guess it doesn't really do it justice, but it was wild. It was wild. Speed cruises are like Florida. Like people have negative feelings about them without ever experiencing it. Like, I know you talk about this all the time, how people like talk shit about Florida and then you know, people talk shit about cruises. And now like with COVID, I, I feel like cruises are like, definitely people talk shit about cruises, but like you get on a cruise boy 
with some of your good friends and you're ready to gamble, you're ready to get some sun, you're ready to talk to some chicks if you're single and you're ready to eat like insane amount of food all because the food's free. And then if you smuggle the booze on the, on the boat, I mean, get the little boat pass, get the sticker on your card. I mean, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Our family did it a lot. We did a lot of fucking cruises. Um, yeah. I mean, especially with our step family, Mm -hmm. I remember we, I remember, (laughs) I remember throwing, uh, the recliner chairs, the outside chairs off the boat. <laughs> I don't know how we never fell off the boat. Ugh. So funny because we used to do spring break, I think pre-divorce in Colorado every year. We'd go skiing. Yeah. And as part of the divorce, dad got spring break. That was like one of the holidays he got. And the the family trip became like cruises and like we literally like started doing spring break (laughs) started doing like college spring break when we were like 10 years old like there's a picture of you that you should post in the islands with uh beads in your hair yeah oh and dad dad i was i remember i was 16 i didn't really drink in high school so when i would drink on these boats like i'd get fucked up off of like i remember getting screwdrivers doubles Mm-hmm. And it would be like $40 a drink. And we put it on dad's tab. We had like a $4,000 drink tab at yeah. like 16. It was wild. A lot of sex all over the boat. I had mm-hmm. sex in the, uh, in the swing set, I remember. Not good. Didn't do well in there. Yeah. Um, pretty tight quarters. And it's inside the slide, like the cylinder of the slide. <laughs> And meanwhile, there's cameras everywhere. These people are just watching us have pathetic sex. I'm probably laughing at my dick. <laughs> Freaking. <laughs> what? Um, so you, we, we go back to you having your kid. Mm-hmm. How's that? I mean, you're six years younger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't even envision having a kid now. Mm-hmm. How does it feel having a kid? Like when, what were your expectations versus what is like the reality of it? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think part of it, it's, it's definitely tough. I think with COVID because having a kid, especially your first thing is like something that you want to share with a ton of people and like leading up to having the kid, like you have people over in the shower and all that stuff. And like, and the kid happens and it's like been like every time, like you want, the kid to see someone, even if it's close family, it's like, it becomes a thing. Right. So I think that's robbed a little bit of it, but in terms of like just being a dad, I mean, I mean, I think it's part of my personality, but you have this, you have this idea that when something, something new is going to happen, it's going to change who you are as a person so much that like, so when having a kid, like part of what I thought would be like, I'm going to have this kid and stop caring about all the little shit that bugs me. Like, cause I have this kid that's way more important than me. Um, it's all I'm going to think about. And then you have the kid and there is a lot of that, but you still deal with a lot of shit. <laughs> like, and you still, if focus. anything, it might exasperate it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people tell you that. Cause that's not the story that like people want to hear. People want to hear like, you have this kid and like, it's all that matters after you have that kid. Like your life's completely different. And yeah, a lot of it is, but to me, there's still like people need to know that there's still you still deal with your own shit. 
And it puts stuff into perspective. Like I think with like our parents, for example, like being super hard on them in the divorce um, and thinking like, oh, they're so selfish with this divorce and like they put themselves first. You realize that like, just cause you have a kid, like doesn't mean you stop being like your own human, like your own. Yeah. Self. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely a surprise. Uh, the fact that like, I still deal with my own shit, but in terms of like the day to day, it's, it's hard. Like it's like, he hasn't been sleeping the last couple of nights. He had his first fever and like, he's waking up like every 20 minutes and you're not sleeping at all. Like I look at my whoop recovery score, it's like negative, which I don't <laughs> think is possible. Um, but then each day he does something new and you're like, holy shit, this is, this is awesome. So it's like everything. It's just like, yeah, things about it that are awesome, but there's things about it that are really hard. Any um, funny stories from like having them and like dealing with Sarah, your wife and like anything mm. like random happen while you were like, yeah, I'm trying to think of a good story. Like, did he uh, take any weird shits? <laughs> well, that, I mean, once you start introducing, like, solids, which we're starting to do, like, if you, like, yesterday he had carrots, today he shit carrots. <laughs> A full like, carrot? I mean, yeah, it was amazing. It was blended when he ate it. When it came <laughs> out, it was full carrot. <laughs> well, opposite of the blender? The unblend? Yeah, it um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean... You know, does it cause with you and Sarah? Is it like, t I mean, it's got to be tough on a relationship. It's like, who goes get some? You do have that, like, all like set up. Like, who wakes up in the middle of the night on certain nights? Or, like, I mean, I don't know. It just must cause someone stress. Yeah. I know we don't do like a schedule. It's kind of like, oh, you got up the last time 10 minutes ago. It's like my turn. And you kind of just play with it as it goes. I think. Look, we're both in this together for a first time. So every time something happens, you're like, do you think he's, I don't know, like right now he's teething. Like, is he in pain? Is that why he's getting up? Because he's teething? I'm like, I don't fucking know. And she doesn't know either. And you're just trying to guess. And then you're reading like at two in the morning articles on Google, like baby at six months, not sleeping well. And you're like, oh, well, maybe if we like, uh, strap one arm in and leave one arm out of the swaddle. He'll start sleeping better. Um, and you like start trying like all this weird shit thinking it's going to work. And then yeah. it just sounded like, no, he's a baby. Why don't we put his hand in, in hot water and, and uh, make him piss himself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that worked actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine it. I, it's what's crazy is when like people, like have kids that are only like a year apart, like biologically. And it's like, I would feel like nothing would make me want to like come in something less than waking up at five times a night. I'm like, yeah, no, we're not. I'm wearing nine condoms now and, uh, yeah. and jerking off by myself in the corner. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting because you probably get through like the really bad, like the initial kind of couple weeks like two months are like awful when they're up like every two to three hours and then you get through that and like they start sleeping through the night and you're like man this shit's easy like i'm ready to have another one and then they have like these regressions like he's having right now where he's up every 10 minutes and you literally are like 
like close to like wanting to like jam the pacifier in his mouth a little harder to like make him go to sleep because you're like dude i haven't slept at all um but then they're also so annoying like the sound of a baby it's like change your voice up dude like lower it up like i wonder if any baby's like oh man i'm fucking crying (laughs) you know like sounds like waylon jennings or something they're all so fucking high pitch it's like come on bro there, that's where I told Dan, I go, I think there needs to be a filter. Yeah. The baby. So like when they're like, wah, it just is like, yo, bro, I'm in here sleeping. Well, that's a good idea. Maybe you do that. Cause you got the baby monitors. Everyone's got them set up in their, in their room. Like literally I, we sleep with a baby monitor, even though Teddy's probably 20 feet from us, I hear him cry and then hear him cry on the monitor. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, a double whammy. So if I heard him cry and then it came through the monitor, like, "Hey, man, <laughs> put my bad fire back in, dude." <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so I'd be fun. Like, yeah, I'd be like cool. I'm coming over. Right. But I guess it's that annoying because it's like you're gonna wake up, like, wake the fuck up. That's all he's saying is, "Wake the fuck up, wake up, wake yeah. up," over and over, and then he'll wait. You know, or at least Dan's kid would wait and then go, you're not coming? <laughs> Wake the fuck up. Wake up, bitch. Wake up, you fucker. And then, and then he goes, hmm. Okay, wake up. And that's all it is. Over and over. And they scream so loud. It's like they're at like a Dave Matthews concert or like a fish concert. And they're so loud. Like, I don't know how they have voice. Like, imagine screaming that loud every night at a concert and then the next day being like, (laughs) (laughs) you probably need a hat necklace. It's you. It's on me, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely me. It's because the internet here is just four guys holding coconuts. Hmm. Well, I'm drinking coconut water. Maybe that helps. Yeah, sorry out there. If, If it's pausing a lot, I'm going to have my producer work on it, but it's the Wi-Fi here at the Cayman Islands. I, I don't, I mean, we're literally in the middle of nowhere in the ocean. And I'm like, I can't believe the Wi-Fi, you know, but yeah, no. But so his voice has gone a little bit, but I mean, it's just wild that you have a kid. What sport is he going to play? So it's interesting. I think he might be lefty. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there, but, you know, he sleeps in the swaddle, like you swaddle him when you sleep, and when they get stronger, they start to get out. He never gets out with the right hand. It's always the left hand, and he's going crazy with that thing. He's grabbing the pass fire. He's throwing it 70 yards over the mountains over there. He's like, so if he's lefty, probably golf, tennis, soccer, sports like that. No, baseball. Baseball, if you're left. Oh, yeah. Baseball lefty would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would probably be annoying if I had a kid being like, like all over him about being an athlete and like putting, I remember mm-hmm. I bought like, you know, Augie, our other nephew, a soccer ball when he was like two. I'm like, all right, it's time, Ronaldo. And he's just mm-hmm. like, I like Legos. And it's like, no, dude, we're going to, you know, I was thinking about why, like, people in other countries because like a lot of like poor they don't have options it's mm-hmm. like here's a soccer ball or a can what do you want to kick around like mm-hmm. 
I'm going to do the can. It's like, no, you're going to fucking kick the soccer ball. Isn't that actually a game, kick the can? Yeah, I think so. A lot of kids chose (laughs) the lefties. No, but, like, it's just, like, kids these days with toys, it's like, how many toys do you buy a kid? You got to, like, limit it, right? Or it's, like, it's too much. Oh, that's why we bought Sid ice cream sandwiches for his birthday. Like, they at some point, like, Teddy already has too much shit, and he can barely, you know, he can barely roll over from one from his back to his stomach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and then top that off with like screen addiction, like, and like looking at iPads and their phones and stuff like that. I mean, I know. I mean, it's maybe, like, maybe I'll be a gamer. Who knows? They're making more money than everyone else. I'll tell you that yeah. the guy that lives across from me in St. Louis, he's a gamer, I think. And we watch him. We see them have sex through the window. They keep their window open or their blinds up. It's wild. Wait, so how do you know he's a gamer? Just because he has sex? <laughs> no, I see him playing like Fortnite. Oh. Or at least that's what I think he's doing. I think that's what he calls it. Or play night. More like Fortnite. Hey, yo. Um, nah, dude, it's fucking awesome. You have a kid now. I can't wait till he gets a little bit older. And uh, I get to hang out with them more. Um, yeah, I mean, at this age, there's only so much you can do. Like, you can make them smile a couple times. It'll make you feel good. But then the day, going back to our original topic, like, he won't remember it. So, yeah, you don't need to see him for another 13 years. I'll be cool. Yeah, I might wait until he's, like, 16 or 17. Huh? No? <laughs> well. You at six ate my umbilical cord, so you remember that. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, I, 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 uh, I definitely look forward to like hanging out with him. You know, because we didn't. We were the family that moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, and we had like forty cousins in Chicago and forty cousins in New York. Mm-hmm. We were like the only family. Like your, at least you have like Sarah's cousins and stuff. I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to that. Because then you always, like, even if you're a nerd loser kid, your cousins have to kind of hang out with you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day, like, the the idea of, like, belonging to a community or feeling like a place is home. And, like, growing up, I think with living so far away, like, going to a private Christian school and being Jewish... Um, parents divorce, like we didn't really have that, like no family where we grew up. We didn't have like that place. Like, Oh, this is our home. Like I feel really tied to this community. Like we lived in a town that was an hour away from our school. Yeah. Um, and I like, never felt like any of our houses was like home. Maybe the first one in Port St. Lucie, but you know, I don't know. That shit is so important <clears throat> to have a home you know, mm-hmm. we had houses we lived in, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of been my whole life, really. I guess it kind of sets you up for adulthood in New York a little bit in the sense, like, you don't really have a home until you start making decent enough money to afford one, Yeah. you know, as you get to be an adult. So there's some positive there, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, you want that, that solid rock that, that, if everything goes to shit, you know, you still have that as a kid, as you know, being your kid. 
Yeah, and once you have a kid, you become really cognizant of like the things that you ha- didn't have in your childhood or that you wanted in your childhood that you want to now pass or that you want to change for your kid, right? It becomes like very clear that you start to think about things like that. Like I want Teddy to, if we pick a place that we're going to live, like I want to be involved in that community. I want him to feel like it's his community, like feel welcomed, have a place, like don't go to school an hour away. Don't go to a school with like, no one is like you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, So, but I guess, you know, the positives there is like, we lived that. Was it horrible? No. Was it great? Not really. But, you know, because of those things and you can learn from those things and then not pass it on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the beauty of like, of learning lessons from, you know, or, you know, a lot of people just repeat the same shit, you know, you know, yeah. so you could go either way with it, but it's nice to know that like you're cognizant of it and Teddy's going to be better off for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know easier get laid if if he lives closer to high school. I'll get laid easier for sure. Yeah. Yeah, right now we need a bigger house. Like if he's going to – I mean, we'll probably have one by the time he's getting laid. But like (laughs) right now it would be like super weird if the room – Your house is pretty big, no? Yeah, but upstairs the rooms are pretty close. Like he'd have to – I don't know. Yeah, a little quiet lay for sure. Um, I mean – yeah, I, I, I definitely like this quarantine. Well, at least we got to hang out in Florida some, which was kind of a shit show in its own. I still love our stepsister's boyfriend who drove the Dodge Charger lime green mm-hmm. with pink lights that never turn off at night, which is so badass. and lets you know he's ready. <laughs> the car's yeah. ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he has a job as a he they hire him for gender reveal parties and the lights turn pink or blue yeah he just drives up and turns the car on hey it's safe <laughs> that guy's awesome i mean he has a mullet i mean i can't even describe how like opposite our step family is than us in a lot of ways but yet we still get along pretty good mm-hmm. um it was uh you ended up staying there. You were driving the four-wheeler around. Like, our dad has a full-on farm now. It's hilarious. Yeah, that's also, like, a mile away from a major highway with stoplights and, like, a grocery store. Like, it's a, it's great. It's, like, an awesome property. But, like, the fact that he calls it a farm, I think, is hilarious. <laughs> it's, like, literally, you, you drive, like, two minutes and you're, like, at a Starbucks. <laughs> He's like, dude, I'm so far off the grid. And yeah. like, dad, your your target is hitting your property. Yeah, well, the very back end of Target. Yeah, we uh we I was shooting guns and I'm like started to think about it later. Like I didn't think about it at the time, but like if I aimed up, like you could kill a person, like the the bullets, you could kill someone in a town over almost. Yeah, yeah. No, I was playing golf today, and, and the course is out kind of like in the sticks. And all of a sudden, we tee off, and it just, like, guns just start going off. Like, and it seemed, like, really close. And, like, the thought did go through my brain, like, man, someone could easily just, like, miss. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you get hit with really golf balls. Cool. Was yeah. someone going to yell four, and it's a, it's a fucking shotgun? Yeah. <laughs> four barrels. Four barrels. Yeah, it's um, 
I love it though. I, 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 you know, where we would live in Florida, it didn't feel so Florida. And then dad's property is like, oh, this is like pretty fucking Florida. And it is nice to have your own little land, your own little piece of property that's like away from things. It's so quiet. You yeah. feel free to do whatever the fuck you want. Um, I don't know. There's some beauty in that. I mean, so many people are going to Florida for freedom these days. Like, yeah. how their governor doesn't really give a shit about anything well no i was down there for that trip for that golf trip and like i was with all my friends from high school and like they were going to benihana and like 20 of them sitting at a table doing drinking i would say benihana is the most covid like like yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're literally sitting next to everyone you're sharing everything the waiter's flipping the shrimp in your mouth. Go shrimp. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love fucking Benihana. That white sauce at Benihana should have its own fucking like thing on the Walk of Fame in California. Like yeah. that's goddamn is that it always makes me shit though, like crazy before I even leave. Uh, and you the- reek. You reek because you you literally are sitting like it's like when you go to a Korean barbecue restaurant in New York. I don't know if you ever did that, but you leave that place and your jacket smells like that for for weeks. Oh. Like it doesn't go away. What a great idea, though, just to cook right in front of people. I don't know how many more. I don't know how like a ton of kids don't get burnt. You know, yeah, like just don't try to crawl up on the table. Yeah, it's wild. But God, those chefs were like so talented. They were so skilled. Where do they find them? I don't know. I think in like, I don't know. I think they were samurais. And they do the volcano with the onion? Oh, it's unbelievable. They're the best in the world. It's unbelievable. And then like, oh, dude, one time, I, the most, one of the most fucked up things I ever did is I went to this guy's birthday in Orlando and he mm-hmm. had, he loved Benihana so much and he brought, he got double the food so he could bring it home because that's all he really wanted for his birthday. And he put all the white sauce in and he's holding it in front of like a a few people that I don't know. Like I'm kind of the outsider here. And I just was so drunk that I ran up and I fucking kicked it out of his hands. (laughs) Like as hard as I could, the styrofoam and the white sauce went everywhere. And everyone's like, what are you doing? Like, I was like, no, it's a prank. It's a prank. Hey, that oh man that's the best when you try to like defend what you did that was so awful it's like oh it's a prank or it's april fools like i, I remember freshman year in college <clears throat> i'm not proud of this but i shit in a in a brown bag and put it on a kid's pillow <laughs> that we didn't like in our hallway yeah he came in he's like what's this dude what is this i was like it's shit in the bag april fools bro <laughs> You watch too much Adam Sandler, dude. He's like, that is not April Fool's. That's just like you shitting in a bag. Also, it's November. (laughs) And I'm not fooled. I know what that is. It's literally shit. Nah, he had to ask you. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. (laughs) What a great trick. (laughs) I got him, though. I got him. What did you think was going to happen? Just that he'd find the shit or that he'd lay down in it? I... I don't know. You know like, you what is going on in our brains at that <laughs> moment in life where we're just like, 
All right, what I'm going to do, man, this is going to be hilarious, bro. <laughs> like, yo, you don't even know. Like, it's it's a prank, but, like, it's wild. I'm going to shit in a bag. And then what? This is the best part, man. I'm just going to put it on the guy's pillow. And then what? Uh, that's That's it. That's the prank. <laughs> yeah, got him. <laughs> yeah, we did that in our fraternity all the time. We did fucking crazy shit like that. One time, this guy, we were trying to kidnap him. Like, that was, like, the cool thing to do. You just kidnap someone. And uh, we put – we he wouldn't want to go. And so we all, like <laughs> – Yeah, I mean, most people that are getting kidnapped aren't like, yeah, yeah kidnap me. Yeah, that's true. So then we filled up a, a – a, uh, uh, like a, like, um, an ice, like water, like fucking trash can. And then we all like peed and like threw up and, and put like, like, like dog poop, like everything you could imagine inside the other thing. And then mm-hmm. we went in there and we woke him up with the ice and then he was screaming at us in the dark. And then my buddy just threw the other <laughs> bucket on him and we hear him go oh wow wow and we're just like it's a prank it's a it's a prank april fools april fools (laughs) i mean fraternity shit was just wild dude wild i mean i don't know that was pretty fucked up i mean is it still like that you think or because of like because think about all the shit that you did that if someone was filming it on instagram or tiktok like you, no, I think that shit still goes down. I really do. I think there's a there's like a level of like woke woke culture and like PC culture that you hear a lot about because those are the loudest voices on like Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. Dude, if I was in college right now, I wouldn't be on fucking Twitter. I would barely be on Instagram. I'd be fucking partying with my friends, like living in the moment. I really yeah. think so. Like I, I never like texted people. We had I had internet back then. I didn't I didn't even have an email. Like I was like against email. I didn't want to be found. I mean, I guess to now it'd be different because you grew up with it, but yeah. I definitely think all that fucking crazy shit is still happening. It's just, I don't know. I mean, you could still see it. I mean, there, how many times has Barstool posted something that is one of those yeah. things, but I don't know. Did you, uh, have you been watching any UFC fights or no? No. Are they are they good? Yeah, I don't know. I'm like so obsessed with UFC now. How about Tampa Bay winning freaking it sucks being a Dolphins fan, man. You're even a more of a fan than I am. But it's like Yeah. It's, just, it's like Tampa Bay, God is there t- like I just want to be like, I've always been a, a Bucks fan. <laughs> don't you? A little bit? Yeah, I, don't, I guess I like the misery because all the sports teams I root for, like none of them have, I don't think any of them have, won, at least professional. I've never, <clears throat> I mean, I guess the Heat won, but like of all the teams that I root for, the NBA I think is the weirdest to me just because of growing up like with Michael Jordan and loving the Bulls and then like loving the magic when like Shaq and Penny Hardaway were there. I mean, that we named our dog after Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Um, and then also liking the heat, like it wasn't like I had a team. Um, the Dolphins, like you said, have always sucked. The Florida Panthers I inherited from dad, they, they've like gone to the playoffs twice. 
Um, the Mets have gone to the World Series, I think, like or twice, the Subway Series another time. Meanwhile, um, the Marlins have won two championships. Like, yeah. But yeah. they suck now. But, yeah. So, yeah, I, I pick shitty teams to root for, I guess. It's just, like, it would be cool to, like, pick a team that wins. But I always think, like, oh, did that one time, dude, the Dolphins are going to win. Like, they have to fucking win. They can't – like, I can't – like, I've been alive 34 years. They haven't won. Barely yeah. Won a couple playoff games since I've been born. Like, at some point, they got to win. The Bucks haven't been in the playoffs and like – 11 years or something until they won the Super Bowl. That's mm-hmm. true. That's so. true. It's just the Dolphins. They're just so fucking frustrating. And it's like every time, like, they either, like, start off hot or start off insanely terrible, and then they always beat the Patriots somehow. And then you're like, what? Like, and then they'll mm-hmm. lose to the Jets. It's just like, I don't know. It's – uh, it was fun, though, watching hurricane games and shit together. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the one team that had a couple good runs yeah. like, when I was born. And, like, growing up, like, going to the Orange Bowl with Dad and and then in the early 2000s, that was, that was pretty sweet. For some reason, none of us even thought about going to school there, even though, like, we were huge Miami fans. But Yeah, I thought – I think I thought about it for, like, a second. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like – I don't know. Dan almost, like – convinced me to get out of florida i think and i think i was just fixated on leaving florida i remember yeah. thinking about maybe wanting to try to get into university of texas that was like on my mind i remember i never applied though you know i don't know um yeah my life, like how many decisions i made without any thought whatsoever like is this like i went to bu without ever like visiting boston and the only reason I applied to BU, I think, is because you applied to Boston. And then, like, people told me that, like, Boston was a cool town to go to college because there's a lot of schools there. What other schools did you apply to? Uh, Arizona State. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Tulane, I think, were, like, the three schools that I applied to. Why did we only apply to three schools? Were we lazy? Probably. Absolutely, dude. I probably tried to fill out, like, ten – you know, no, no one held us accountable to anything. So, like, yeah, it wasn't like anyone was like, I don't care, like, how many essays you write and how many things you fill out. Like, it's like, do you? And then yeah. like, as you go to college, like, it's cool. I just did general application. Yeah. That's all I did. I was like, whatever school, take general application. That's those are those are the ones that I'm thinking about going to. I yeah, I mean. Boston was a good choice, though, I think, for you. Uh, it's nice to, like, see another city. It got you ready for New York a little bit more, I think, in a way. Oh, yeah. Like, going from – like, the people that went – grew up where we grew up, then went to school at, like, UF or Ole Miss or whatever school you want to say in the South, and then moved to New York. Like, I know they had a much harder time transitioning to New York. They all left New York after like three years of partying. Like it was yeah. just like, it was just another like fun place to maybe meet your wife to bring her back to Vero Beach. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I miss Florida sometimes, but we'll see. I mean, you know, 
the Cayman Island, I, I, you know, being here, moving to St. Louis, I realized like, I don't need New York anymore. I'll tell you that. Like, I don't need that. Like, I don't know. It's just nice to think of it as like a, like, Oh, that was good. That was a good 10 years. And it's time to move on. Like, I don't need that stimulus like that. Like, Oh, what's going to happen next? You know, I'm like, I'm, Dude, I've just like, I've been able to balance, I mean, granted, like literally I've have no responsibilities here other than this podcast, but like, I'm, I'm so much able to balance my diet. Like when I'm doing workout wise, I've been listening to like so many like books and like, like learning more. I feel like just because it's, I've been able to slow down, you know, um, not like physically, but like mentally, have you ever heard of Blinkus and this isn't like a promotion, but like. Yeah, don't they like it's like Cliff Notes audio version, like you unbelievable, in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, so I've been just crushing these books, and they simplify them. It's literally like short books for dummies. It's like TikToks for books. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I've just been listening to it. What were oh yeah, like that instinct. That's why I was thinking about because I was listening to this book about thinking slow. Have you read that? thinking slower uh, or thinking faster thinking fast while something slow or something. Yeah. 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 And how uh, much read it. it's one of those books that's like on my bookshelf over there that I think you can probably see in the reflection. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, <clears throat> but I just yeah. literally listened to that on blankets and I was thinking about like how you said, like, I didn't think about it. I just went to Boston and I feel like so many of our <laughs> choices in our lives were so instinctive. Instead of like, you know, you break down the analytics of like, why am I making this decision? I've never done it. Well, it's so interesting too, like the the difference between like us and Dan, like our oldest brother, like he's very analytical about everything he does. Like it's why he's really good at what he does. But like he thinks like through all the ins and outs of decisions that he makes. And then like you were complete opposite. I think I'm like somewhere in the middle, like, but I do it to kind of both extremes. I either like overthink something tremendously or I just do something without ever thinking about it. Yeah. I think being on um, antidepressants, being on Zoloft has allowed me to like my anxiety be lower. So then I could start using that analytical brain. I think so much of that instinctiveness is because my anxiety was so high and my like, I couldn't focus. So Mm -hmm. I would just, if I can't focus, I'm not going to be analytical. I'm just going to go off of like, like a caveman fighting a bear. I got to grab a sword, you know, you know, or whatever, a spear. You don't think like, Oh, so the bear's walking over and I'm going to build, you know what I mean? And like, and that's how I was with my life. I couldn't stop and take like inventory and figure out like shit. But now I definitely feel like I, I, I like, you know, am making decisions for not only like the better decisions, but decisions for myself and what's best for me, which is hard when you stop, you know, so many times I feel like I've, even if they're instinctive, I was thinking about like what other people in our family are like, was going to think about that decision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, dude. It's anxiety is crazy because I like how it, it drives different people to do different things. Like some people, anxiety does the exact opposite of what you're talking about. It gets them to like 
be extremely focused on something because they're so scared that if they mess up that thing, that their whole world's going to end. So it's like they get so singular focused on, and some people say that's like good for like work or stuff like that. Other people like it shuts you down and you literally like are just looking for a way to get rid of that anxiety. So you're just trying to find things left and right. Um, but yeah, I mean, being in New York doesn't help if you're an anxious person. It's like the worst place to be for, I think, for anxiety. Like literally getting on the L train every morning when I was living there, like it's insane to think, especially now post-COVID, like people would, there would be like a thousand people in a, in a train car and like people were like squished up with their face and the door would open, like one person would get off at the stop. And then five other people would try to get like, it's like people were like laying on top of other people. I mean, I almost feel like sometimes like COVID is like a, you know, when you hit like the restart button on a, on a modem, Mm -hmm. like that's what it's doing for like New York city. It's like, okay, maybe we were a little, and I mean, you know, there's other cities that are even just or more crowded, but it's like, okay, let's, uh, let's restart and like kind of figure out like spacing and like, per, like, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with New York. I hope, I hope New York rebounds just as strongly as it was. Like I want New York to be fucking to do great. I just, you know, even when I was living there, I already was feeling like, you know, the only reason why I'm here is for, for stand up. you know? Yeah. But, well, I mean, the, the things that people typically like about New York, like, I don't know if, I don't want to throw out stereotypes, but like you're either into like some sort of creative thing and you like want to be like in that scene and surrounded by other people that are like super creative and super like you. Um, There's people there that like love to like make money and love to like party hard. And then there's people there that are like love the like exploration of like doing all these cool things that the city offers and every block has something new and I can go to all these museums and everything. You are not any of those people. Yeah. Well, I'm a little bit of the first one, I guess, you know, you like to be around funny people, but I don't think you feel, I don't, I don't know why. I don't feel, no, I get what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I, 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 I like cuisine of New York, not fancy restaurants. I do like the options of the restaurants. In regards to being around creative people, I could be around funny people anywhere. I don't need to be in New York City to be around those people. Is I guess what you were probably hinting. You can at. have just as fun a time laughing with your friends that are funny that aren't like com- like comedians, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. And I got there later, actually. I mean, for a while, I thought I had to be... I found my people and I'm a stand up and I'm this. And it's like, and I would argue if you found a place with like good pads to you in St. Louis, you wouldn't care about like having, cause you, it wasn't like you were ordering from a million different places. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, that's what I figured out is like, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I've been in St. Louis for a couple months before I moved here, but um, yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, it also changes. I mean, I have opportunity there. You yeah. know, like, uh, and because of the internet, times have just changed. Even since I started doing stand up, with, with how much you know, the internet, how you can reach an audience without ever having to be in front of real people. So, yeah. 
but um no i'm happy to be there and you know you're in raleigh and it's a slower pace and i don't know i just feel like we're all like doing our own thing and we all seem pretty happy which is cool me you and dan and oh and teddy fucking teddy yeah dude has he cried yet since you've been on this I don't know if I can hear him from here. I didn't bring the monitor. If I had that monitor that you're going to invent, it would be on, boy, I'll tell you, though. I'll tell you what. No, he has a – there is something, I think, with kids where they put on a sock that even if they're crying, it will tell you their vital signs and stuff. Mm. So it's like you don't have to freak out because they're just crying to be annoying. Like that's like something parents have. I don't know. Anyways, on that note oh, – like um like basically your kids on house arrest. Yeah. But it gets them ready for college. Yeah. That's good. You, you should come down to Cayman, man. Come on down. Fortunately, I don't have two weeks to just quarantine once I get there. Although hopefully uh, that will change soon. I know. But by the time I come down, you'll be coming back probably. So. Well, I look forward to hanging and uh, thanks for doing this. And, um, yeah, I'm going to have you on again. This was great. Yeah, maybe we start our own pod, just bros with hats and beards. Look, you know? if, if if my other stuff gets bigger and Puddles is, like, like it's still important to me, but then I'll just have you on more, and and eventually I think people will end up liking that more anyways <laughs> than yeah. me trying to get some, like, famous TikToker. Well, dude... I can try to get famous on TikTok. So yeah, why don't you work on that? All right, I will. All right, talk to you. Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down and know when you're standing in the puddle you don't know where to go because you're so deep you don't know what to do I don't know what to say I don't know how wet I am cuz I'm so wet that's who I am I'm so wet wet I'm so wet I'm so wet I'm so 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 wet now come on in puddles 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 everybody now puddles puddles everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here yeah